Hello and welcome to the Clear Cruise podcast. This week we return to our live learning sessions. Joining us on Facebook Live this week was Caroline Caulfield Rose from the Port of Seattle, who joined us to answer your questions and to let us in on some of the lesser known secrets of Seattle and Washington State. Enjoy. Hello, good morning everybody. Uh, it's Andy from Clear with a very special guest, Caroline. Hello, morning. hi Andy, how are you? Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Um, how long have you worked in travel? Has it been a while? Oh, just a few years, possibly over over 20, let's say, to be okay. polite about it. Yes. And definitely. how long working with the Port of Seattle? With the Port of Seattle for the last four years. Um, and we've been promoting Washington State, Seattle, very much as a cruise and stay experience. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, we should explain a little bit for those who've never been to Seattle, firstly where it is, and I guess yeah. what kind of vibe it's got. Vibe is a terrible word, mm. but what kind of feel it's got? Well, we regard it very much as the entrance point, the gateway to the Pacific Northwest. So it's right up on that northwestern corner of the USA before you enter into Canada right. and go up into Vancouver. Um, and it's got a very relaxed vibe. It's a high-tech city full of great young businesses, great young business people, and it's right on the seafront. And um, in addition to that, it's full of lakes, hills, forests. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's unspoiled. Yeah, and it's quite a small downtown area, so it's yeah. walkable. Although there's also a monorail. It's completely walkable. Um, they've got actually there's a light rail from the airport, which okay. is worth saying. Um, the flying time, people never realise, but it's only nine and a half hours from the UK. Really? Yes. Yes. And there are direct okay. flights with, um, what have we got? We've got Norwegian, we've got with Sharewaze, we've got Virgin. Don't forget anybody. Ellingers, <laughs> Ellingers, um, and they're all direct non-stop. And Iceland there is also um, superb one-stop. So very easy to get there. There's a light rail into town. And then when you get into town, where the light rail arrives, there's also a monorail that goes out to some of the best attractions okay. um, at a place called the Seattle um, Centre. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's about, a f- uh, so time difference, it's quite a lot of time difference because it's West Coast. Yeah, it's eight hours. It's eight, it's hours. eight hours behind us. Um, weather-wise, it's a summer season for cruising, is it? It's a summer season. Um, it starts in May and goes through to October. Um, and of course, really, 99.9% of the traffic is probably um, Alaska bound okay. rather than anything else. But there are some ships that obviously do call at Seattle that are going along the West Coast. And there's also a wonderful small ship cruising product as well. Okay. Mm. Um, and Alaska this year seems to be a really popular region, both for yeah. ships but also from the UK for guests. I think it's just getting more and more popular. Um, we've just gone up to 1.2 million passengers, um, wow. cruise passengers this year. I mean, this is record beating. Year on year, it's growing. Um, we've now got the three biggest ships on the West Coast um, sailing out of Seattle Amazing. to Alaska. Very popular. So itinerary-wise, and we've gone straight to cruise, we'll come back to the city and to Washington State. Uh, And actually, I've been lucky enough to visit Seattle on a couple of occasions. It's a beautiful city. Great. Um, But sailing from Seattle upwards to Alaska, what Mm. kind of itinerary is it? And what's the average duration? Okay, yeah. Well, generally, most of the cruise ships um, take seven days to go up to Alaska and back. Uh, There are a few 10-day itineraries and a few 14-day itineraries. Okay. 
Um, and the majority will stop at Victoria as well. So you'll Which actually get to experience um, places like Bouchard Gardens yes. and the beautiful tea shops and things of Victoria. So, and then of course you see the incredible scenery along the coast of Canada and right up yeah. um, to Alaska. It's phenomenal. It is an amazing destination, Alaska. Um, and it does attract families as well, which some people find surprising. I don't know why. Yeah, I think so. I think it's one of those bucket list things. Yeah. Um, and why wouldn't kids want a bucket list just as yeah. much as an adult? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the city itself, um, if you, and you have back to cruise slightly, so you yeah, have yeah, three, yeah. you have two terminals currently. Mm. Yeah, so we've got two terminals. Um, we've got Pier 66, which is really downtown. It's right by Pike Place uh, Market, so it's in the heart of the city, and that's used by Norwegian and Oceania. Um, and then we've got um, Pier 91, which is in a downtown um, kind of area. It's a little bit that, sort of more of a neighbourhood area, okay. um, a little bit further north. So you'd probably get a cab from there into the heart of the city if you wanted okay. to be in the middle of town. And how important is cruise to the city? You mentioned one, a record season, 1.2 million. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it's going to be important to the, yeah. to the economy and to the local businesses and, and, and so it on. It is. It is. Um, it generates something like £745 million pounds a Gosh. year, um, over 5,000 jobs. Gosh. So it's, it's a really key generator. Most of the um, cruise passengers will spend over £1,000 during their stay in Seattle on food and drink and hotels and you know it's it's absolutely core to the to the industry too yeah absolutely good stuff so imagine I'm leaving uh, and actually before I do that we should say please send some questions in uh, Toby here is watching for your comments on Facebook so if you do have any questions for Caroline then please send them in um, so if you're leaving the ship and you're from the downtown terminal mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. go for a wander, mm -hmm. is it a walkable city and what kind of things are you likely to find? Hugely walkable and you literally could walk into the Pike Place market within three minutes of getting off the ship. Um, you are then seeing things, extraordinary things <laughs> like if somebody goes and buys a fish um, and there are fish stalls and, and flower stalls and boutiques and all sorts, somebody buys a fish the fishmonger will actually toss um, a whole huge salmon up into the air to celebrate the purchase of the really? fish. I mean, it's just hysterical. They, they're brilliant. You've got the first ever Starbucks stand um, in the market as well. And is it still a Starbucks? It's still a Starbucks. Um, it is very popular. I'm sure. And actually does get queues, so you have to get there early in the morning if you want to buy one of their cups <laughs> with the original logo. Oh, really? And the original logo is a mermaid who's a little bit more exposed yes i've seen than the current logo i've seen say no more <laughs> so that's the market yeah. uh, which is very popular mm. and then from the market what kind of things does downtown hold so um i would personally then actually turn right and i'd go down to pioneer square i love pioneer square um that area has got a fantastic underground city tour so you can go and see where the original buildings were built at their ground floor level in Seattle. So because it was at sea level, yeah. it was flooding, and they lifted the city by 12 to 20 feet. But one day, a very clever man, Bill Spiedel, discovered that there were still the same front doors, some old prams, um, the, the bank shop fronts, everything was still intact down at that underground level. Really? So there's a great under and underground you can do tour, a tour. And you can do a tour. So that's <laughs> always good fun. That's great fun. Um, and then there's so much to see. The other thing I would do, I'd walk from Pike Place Market 
straight up the hill a little way um, and I'd probably either go and enjoy some great shopping there or I'd go and get on the monorail and I'd go out and see the Seattle Centre where you've got Chihuly Garden and Glass, Mopop Museum, lots and lots of fun things to see and do there. Okay. And the Needle is quite an attraction as well, so... Yes, so that's there, so okay. that's by the monorail as well. It's next door to Chihuly Garden and Glass and the Mopop Museum. So um, the Needle has had a complete facelift. Ah. Uh, it's all beautiful glass with um, a sort of no holes, no metalwork barred view of the city and it rotates. So that's a great place to go and enjoy and you can go up there and have a drink and a snack. Um, then you could go to Chihuly Garden and Glass, which is Del Chihuly's um, incredible glass works. And in fact, at Kew Gardens at the moment, mm. they have a Chihuly exhibition. Oh, really? So anyone who wants to get a taste of what Seattle can offer, go to Kew and then <laughs> get on a plane and go out to Seattle and see it for real. And he's a local artist from Seattle. He is, absolutely. Very famous. Um, in fact, the Bellagio in Las Vegas has got some of his installations. His installations are worldwide. Oh, really? Wow. He's a phenomenal artist. He's, the garden there is literally full of trees and flowers made of glass. Really? It's the most incredible thing to see. So that's highly recommended. It's right next door to the Space Needle. And then you've got the Museum of Pop Culture. So grunge came out of Seattle. Yes. Okay, so yes. very famously. Yeah. And the music scene today is still very hot, um, very real, very now. Uh, the Mopop Museum celebrates that with a very interactive, enormous exhibition space. The actual building is a Jimi Hendrix guitar smashed on its side. Really? So when you see it from the top, <laughs> from the Space Needle, right. that's the impression you get. Wow, yeah. amazing. So that's very, and the monorail goes straight through it. And then the view from there is obviously of the downtown, the city area, but there are outlying islands and places that yes. a lot of people live. Well, one of my favourite things to do in Seattle is to go whale watching. And you'll see seals, and you'll see, I don't know how much other sea life, it's spectacular. So it's, Seattle is built on the Puget Sound. It's right on the seafront that comes off the Pacific Ocean. Um, it's also a city full of lakes yes. and hills and forests and parks. So, you know, within moments, you just feel like you're part of nature and yet you're in a fun hub kind of cool city. Yeah. So that's what I think is really special. It's very unspoiled. And my, my other research into Seattle involves watching Grey's Anatomy quite a lot. <laughs> and, um, yes. But some of the doctors used to take the ferries across. So there's yes. quite a lot of ferries. So there's quite a lot happening on the water itself. Huge numbers of ferries. And of course, they <laughs> famously take the Bainbridge Island ferry. So um, you can take that from downtown Seattle. Very, it, again, it goes out just close to the Pike Place Market okay. and Pier 66. So you could get on the ferry. It's a 35-minute ride go across, um, enjoy an amazing ice cream, um, have a look at the island and then come back. The scenery is spectacular on the water. Yeah. Spectacular. And there's lots of other islands. There's 170 odd islands oh that are on um, route from Seattle up towards Canada uh, and they're completely unspoiled. They're called the San Juan Islands. Very, very underdeveloped. Four or five of them are inhabited and the rest are just these beautiful kind of aquamarine dots in the ocean oh, really, wow. of forests and oh, spectacular. So the sail away and the sail back in must be quite... It's really breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> and then cost-wise, again, for those people who haven't been to Seattle or to the West Coast USA, is it an affordable place to visit for a couple of days? Yeah, 
Yes, it is. I mean, I, you know, it depends on what you want. So yeah. if you want a coffee and a snack, you're, you're in for a few dollars. If you want to go and splash out on a fancy meal in a top, top restaurant, you can do that too. Um, there are very affordable hotels. There are some great small boutique affordable hotels, um, kind of the three-star mark, and they go right up to the... Um, the, you know the Fairmonts right. and, and the top ends. So there's I, there's something for every budget. And do you find a lot of people do add on those couple of nights pre and post? Yes, definitely. So normally you would fly in, you'd have one night pre, and then you'd get on the ship the next morning. Okay. But you know, if you're only doing a seven day Alaska cruise, you're really wasting a great opportunity. You've got a whole week to You've spend. You've got a whole <laughs> week to spend and enjoy Seattle and Washington State. So we always say to, to tour operators, to the agents, you know, think about how you can add on more because we've got some great itineraries on our website for ideas. We can provide you with other oh, materials good. and ideas. We've got a couple of brochures that are just exhibit kind of... Exhibit A and B. Exhibit A and B <laughs> that are just kind of fun. A Washington International Guide and a Seattle Cruise and Stay Guide. We've got lots that we can provide people um, for ideas of things to do, from wine tasting to well watching to just going and looking at the museums. So I'm going to test you now on all of those things that you've just <laughs> mentioned. <laughs> so no pressure, no pressure oh, right. at all. So if you're staying in the city, you will want to spend a couple of days wandering around, getting your, yeah. the feel of the city and stuff. But presumably well watching can be half a day or a full day. Yes, yes. That would be half a day or a full day. Okay. And you can go out from... Again, very close to yeah. where the, the ships come in. So um, that's quite easy to arrange and you can book it there and then when you want to do it. Okay. But then for people who want to spend a little bit longer exploring, there's, Seattle is obviously surrounded by Washington yes, State, which exactly. I know is one of the most beautiful places in, in America. Yeah. So tell us about Washington State and what's around Seattle. Okay. So um, I think the wine tasting is one of the things that you just have to know about Washington State and very few people realise no, it's the second biggest producer of wines after California in the USA. Oh really? Wow. And great red wines, great white wines, my favourite's the Riesling, but you know, I know that's a bit sweet. Yeah, but too sweet for me, I, know, I, I know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know, but there'd be a lovely Merlot for you, you might That like. would be nice. Very nice. So there's a couple of options. You've got a 25 minute um, drive from Seattle to a place called Woodinville. Okay. Full of wine tasting, um, little little producers, wine bars, places that you can go and try the wines. Um, or you can go further afield and you can go to somewhere like Walla Walla. So Walla Walla is down um, quite a bit southwards towards the Oregon area. Yep. And the wines there are spectacular. There's over 900 wineries that you can go and experience in that region. Really? Wow. So Tri-Cities, um, Yakima, on Walla Walla, that's a fantastic area to visit. Or if you're into hiking and you're more into the great outdoors and all the kind of things that I love as well, yeah. um, we've got three beautiful national parks. They're all mountains, they're unspoilt, they are, um, the Olympic Peninsula is on the sea, on the Pacific Ocean, right. with phenomenal Pacific Ocean beaches. Uh, Mount Rainier is one of the biggest mountains yeah. and it's ice and fire destination is what I call it because it's absolutely full. It's got over 120 glaciers and lots of hiking. Gosh. Or you can go and do a 400 mile drive around the Cascade Loop um, which starts from Seattle and okay. goes north and eastwards again through completely unspoilt mountains, lakes, beautiful scenery. And it sounds like it doesn't take long to get out of Seattle before you hit some no, of this scenery. Exactly. Well, as I say, 25 minutes yeah. and you're in the countryside doing the wine tasting. But, but you know, a couple of hours gets you pretty much to 
any of the wilderness areas, national parks. And the wine areas, the vineyards, are spread out over a concentrated area, or are they...? They're in a concentrated area. Okay. So um, when you do take that sort of southeastern, slightly eastern-south journey, you end up in um, going past the mountain range that, right. that borders with the Pacific Ocean. And that takes you into a hotter, drier climate, okay. which is, of course, perfect for nurturing the vines. Yeah. So that area is where you've got the 900 wineries. And again, um, it would take you, you can do a short hop flight, or you can hire a car and drive down there, or you can take tours down there. And when you get down there, um, everything is accessible, and they have some great itineraries that'll take you from one um, producer to the other. Well, it's, yeah. it's important you try it's a couple lovely. of different wines. Yeah, and you can do wine blending. You can make your own. Really? They have wine blending, and I've done that. I was going to say, have yeah. you done that? I've done that, <laughs> yeah. It was almost drinkable. Oh. Almost. No, no, so, so, they, so they obviously grow lots of different grapes. It's not yeah. just... Uh, oh, they've got Cabernet Sauvignon Merlot. They've got the um, Sauvignon Blanc Chardonnays. They, they really do a broad range. And they're small producers, most of them. Okay. A lot of them are small producers. So they really care and nurture the experiences that people have there. It's very... Um, it, it's not that, uh, what's the word, kind of e economically driven. It's very much about the love of the wine. And uh, for those people who haven't done tours of vineyards and seen wine production, mm -hmm. it is fascinating. Oh, it's amazing. And the science that goes into it with yeah. the right temperature and the right grape at the right time is, is incredible. And the right soil and how long they keep it in the barrels and oh God, yes, that, you lose me at that point. <laughs> but you can buy them in the UK, some of these wines. Yes, I've, I can get them in our local pub now. Which is nothing to do with me persuading them, I I'm promise. Sure. Um, Costco, Waitrose, Marks and Spencer, yeah, you can find those, these wines coming in. They're coming in, they're doing well. You mentioned beach um, a short while ago. Are there beaches within uh, reach from Seattle? There are. Um, so Long Beach, actually, is south of Seattle and um, a very beautiful conservation um, type of area. A lot of bird watching, um, and you've, you're right on the Pacific Ocean. Or you go westwards, take the ferry across to Bainbridge Island, maybe hire a car and spend a day or two travelling around the million acre wilderness mm -hmm. that is the Olympic National Park. And there um, you've got these incredible Pacific Ocean beaches that, I mean, just to sort of show you a picture again, that was that, that kind of scenery. Wow, beautiful. Uh, it's just spectacular. So, um, so yes, I wouldn't sunbathe on that beach. No. The sea's <laughs> a little bit rough, but uh, for scenery, absolutely amazing. If I wanted to sunbathe a bit, I'd probably walk down to Long Beach on a sunny day. <laughs> well, I'd drive down and then drive, drive down. Beach. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Long Beach sounds amazing. That's lovely. Uh, Food-wise, mm. um, it's obviously on the ocean, so I suspect seafood is quite a speciality. Seafood is a speciality, um, but they have some really innovative young chefs. Um, some of their chefs are winning awards all over the USA as some of the best chefs in the country. And they're coming up with incredible ideas and fun little local neighbourhood restaurants. There's one called June Baby, which I think won some huge award last year. I'm going to forget exactly which one. But again, that's like a neighbourhood restaurant. And yeah. people just kind of queue out the door to go in from the neighbourhood. Really? Um, right through to the downtown top, top end experiences that you can have with their top chefs. So great seafood, um, great meat. A lot of vegetarian and vegan options because, again, they are very forward-thinking. Yeah. They're a young, um, energetic people in the city. and yeah. They sound exhausting. Oh. 
It's kind of got a cool vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so then evening-wise, for, uh, for a night out in Seattle, similarly a, a younger vibe and some fun things to do? There's some, there's, if you're into like the bar scene, um, you go to Queens, there's, there's a lot of amazing bars. There's one called Unicorn, which has got this kind of mythical, mystical, crazy theme. Um, there's gay bars, there's straight bars, there's, you know, there's, there's bars that are sort of for anybody who's a bit older and a bit more laid back like me and just wants to listen to a bit of music. There's a great music scene in the city as well. There's a lot of places so to like enjoy music. So yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty going on. Um, a lot of people will want to be, one of the trends that's happening is that people like to be more active on holiday now. Mm. So cycling seems to become quite a trend for a lot of destinations. Seattle's quite hilly though, isn't it, for cycling? Um, it's a little bit hilly. I believe that they've got e-bike tours now in oh, the really? city, although I'd want to double check that for anyone who really needs yeah. to know for sure. Um, they've got cycling tours for sure. Um, and you can actually, the, there's, there's whole areas, there's an Olympic park that you can go and cycle okay. along. And um, you can actually take a path that goes along the Puget Sound. Okay. Um, and again, goes sort of out of Seattle into the countryside. So you've got, you can stay in the city and cycle, it's very cycle friendly, or you can even travel out a bit further. And lots of hiking as well. Yeah, well, lots of hiking in Washington State, which, is, which is beautiful. Mm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You've obviously been to Seattle quite a few times. Do you have a favorite thing to do? Oh, God, that's a really hard one. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I know. You can name a couple of things. I uh, won't be okay, offended. Okay, all right. So <laughs> I love, I do love the whale watching. I mean, I just, you know, it brings me to tears. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, I saw so many whales last time that I actually went down inside for a cup of coffee. And then, I guess I took Did a break. Really? I seen so many whales. I was Not like, another oh, whale. I started off crying when I saw the first one. And by, after two hours, I was like, I need a coffee break. This is enough whales. So explain that experience there, because do you get really close to them? You get pretty close. Um, there are very strict regulations yeah, for conservation purposes, yeah. obviously. But they do track them. So the whales have, they do carry, I don't know, a chip of some sort. Right. And so the, 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 the clipper vacations, for example, will actually track where they are. So you're pretty much sure to see them and they always guarantee that if you didn't for some crazy reason yeah. see a whale that one day that you get a free cruise the next oh, really? you know whatever suits you to, to go back but no you see so many whales it's amazing um, and do they perform for you they don't perform obviously you don't obviously you're naturally some living i'm interested in the boats and some okay. of them aren't ah. um, and so we had a bit of an experience where actually the whales were coming to us and they're not we're not meant to be too close so, you know, you kind of have to back off a bit. And okay. so, you know, the captain would say, well, I'm very sorry, everybody, but we've just got to go a little bit further away from this well that seems to be very interested in us. So, you know, you get those kind of things that are just fun. I can't believe you it's went lovely. for a coffee, though. That's no, no, shocking. <laughs> that's sad. God. So that's one thing that you love yes, to do. Tell I us, love tell to us do some that. more of your favourite things. Well, the Boeing factory. I'm oh. ex-aviation okay. as opposed to ex-cruise. And I spend a lot of time um, working for BAA, the airport operator, when it used to be BAA. So seeing the Boeing aircraft being built in the world's biggest factory, it's bigger than any other factory in the world, really? just north of Seattle, the place called Everett, is absolutely amazing. I've done that three times now, and any time I get the opportunity to go back, I'm there. Uh, because it's just You're phenomenal. an aviation geek, though, slightly. I know. No, I'm sorry, but it's just, I, I guess it must be like watching one of the ships being built. Yes, I've exactly. never done that, I'd love to do that. Yeah. It's just incredible how so much is achieved 
within these enormous hangars yeah. and how organised and prevalent. They cycle around the factory because it's so big, the people really? that work there. They've got three-wheeler cycles and they'll, they cycle around. Oh, really? And the scale must be incredible. You can't even really get your head yeah. around it. I can't really ha remember how many football pitches, but it's a lot of football pitches full of <laughs> aircraft being built. It's great. Good oh, fun. Good. Any and near there, oh, near there, the other thing is, sorry. That's right, you're allowed right one more. Right close by there, okay. A three-minute drive from that factory, you can take a ferry across to an island called Whidbey Island. Whidbey? Whidbey, with oh, a Whidbey, D. sorry. Yeah. It is, um, it's a beautiful small island. It's like where the, um, the fairly well-off escape okay. from Seattle if they like to have a country house. Nice. Um, it's a 20-minute ferry ride, and there's an amazing hotel or two there. Um, and there's been lot, it's been used for film settings and things. It's got nice. wineries as well, vineyards. There's a theme. It's, an es <laughs> it's a theme. It's a beautiful escape from, from the urban life if you want to escape it. Fantastic. Fabulous. Thank you for sharing everything Seattle today. Thank you. It is a Thanks great city if you've never been. Uh, I'm just going to check with Toby. There we go. Mount Rainier, is that a place for skiing? There we go, oh, great okay. question. All right, yes, so there is, um, there is a ski resort. Mount Rainier has got a ski resort um, called Crystal, Crystal Mountain. And um, they have quite a number of runs. You would definitely happily stay there and enjoy two or three days skiing without getting bored if you're a, a skier and you're keen. Right. Um, I would say the accommodation is very much geared around the local market. Okay. So they love the kind of log cabin feel and I don't know, you know, um, you'll get that kind of... Yep. So it's not top-end resorts at the but place. But it's an itself. authentic... But it's a proper, real, very popular with the locals. Good skiing, normally good conditions. But so only in yes. the winter, so you can't cruise and ski. No, sadly not. Oh. God, that would be perfect. No, skiing. I've tried skiing once, I'll never do it again. Oh. Oh, but that's the, a but, shame. But it's nice to visit the mountains in the <laughs> summer, of course, it. when you can combine it with the cruise. <laughs> Actually, the other place, there's another mountain also in Washington State called Mount Baker. For skiing? For skiing. Okay. And it has a reputation as having the deepest snowfall ever anywhere in the USA on a ski resort. Um, and it is amazing. And that's up towards the, the border with... Uh, British Columbia. I feel as if we've drifted away from cruising Sorry. slightly, but you can... I don't can... know how we've done that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where can people get more information if they're looking for it? Okay, well we have a website which is um, called seattlecruisealaska.co.uk. Okay. We have um, the brochures that I showed you earlier on and we can send out stocks to anybody who would find those useful. Um, and online, on our website, we've got a number of itineraries. So if you go to the Plan Your Holiday page, We've got some great sample itineraries to inspire ideas about what to see and do around the state. Perfect. Uh, we'll see you there. We'll see you for the, in Fantastic. the original Starbucks for a hot chocolate or Excellent. something. Excellent. Right. Thanks Lovely. for joining Thanks us. Thank you. Much. That's all from us this week. Let us know your thoughts online by using the hashtag ClearPod. That's C-L-I-A-P-O-D. And don't forget you can join us live for these sessions by visiting our Clear Europe Facebook page where we answer agents' questions live on air. Thanks for listening. My name's Toby Cruz, and of course, I'll see you next week. Happy cruising. <laughs>